Rough Talk VR. Welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR, a weekly podcast with in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer interviews, and the latest Oculus Quest news. We join our hosts D Scruffles and Stratus2k1 today as they spend another episode breaking down and discussing the Oculus Quest virtual reality world. Hey, welcome to this episode of Rough Talk VR. We're coming at you with another week, you know, hot and heavy of, of podcast episodes. Yeah, some of my favorite stuff to do is the, the Monday morning news. Oh yeah, today's Monday morning news. On Wednesday, we're going to have a review episode for you. No interview this week, but no. the word on the street is next week we will have something very exciting in the interview department. But today... That is the rumor. That's the, that's the word on the street. I'm that's not saying who, I'm not saying what, where, when, why, or how. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the word on the street. Uh, but today's Monday morning news, but you brought up a good point right before we started recording that, you know, we should probably start to plug this. Uh, so before any news, I just want to say, I promise I'm not telling you guys to go join our discord yet. That'll be later. Mm. But just so everybody knows in the East coast yeah, or YouTube or Or Patreon and and all that stuff. But this March, we're going to be attending this year PAX East. Yep. PAX East 2023 in, in Boston. So the, the Rough Talk VR crew is hitting PAX East this year. So anybody who's going to be there, let us know. <laughs> uh, spread the word. Let's get a good VR scene there this year like they had last year. Yeah. And it should year. only get bigger and bigger. But there'll be no missing us, I promise, if you're going. Yeah, the plan I'm is. pretty to, sure you'll be able to find us. Yeah, the plan is to be Rough Talk VR swagged out. You know, shirts, hoodies, masks, masks uh, backpack. Yeah, because uh, as of now, I think masks are required. Mm-hmm. Shit, if I can get Rough Talk VR long socks, I'll do it, baby. You name it. We're you're, Like you said, we're going to be hard to miss. Yeah. So, so if you're there, definitely stop in, but we'll be there. Yeah, we want to start booking some uh, some planned, you know, greetings with people, to say the least. So a lot of fun stuff coming in that regard. This is going to be our first convention as podcasters, so I'm excited. That, uh, that was a big, uh, I guess thing on the checklist that we had to do this year that we hadn't done yet so i'm mm-hmm. excited to get it starting off the year doing it too so. we're, we're even getting good business cards man come on it's big stuff happening so nonetheless back to monday morning news uh and you're gonna hear us plug that pax east visit quite a bit in the lead up but nonetheless mm-hmm. that's how it goes uh so today on monday morning news the first thing to talk about just because i see it posted and being discussed everywhere i guess it is pretty big news in the world of vr as well uh, one of the many world-building apps that exist that actually people seem to love a lot, Altspace, which is owned by Microsoft, who's recently doing some uh, some layoffs like everybody in the tech industry seems to be doing. They announced in March, Altspace is shutting down. Yeah, I, I guess the people that are really, really enjoy it are pretty upset. But, you know, like me personally, does it affect me? No, no, we don't hang out too much in the world building apps, but it's interesting. People get very um, hyper focused on the one that they oh. love. Like there's a alt space crowd. There's a rec room crowd. There's a VR, VR chat, chat room. Yeah. There's a, a horizon worlds room. There's a Neo's room. Uh, there's a walkabout mini golf room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's like right Bachi. now I kind of feel like, well, hey, this is, you know, all tech companies doing layoffs and budget cuts. Um I mean, it sucks. Or if, I mean, it's like anything else. If you've invested a lot of time and on the user end of things, like, oh yeah, and, and I know how people can be with some of the VR social programs. Mm-hmm. It's, it becomes an extension of your own life. So mm-hmm. it's like someone's essentially saying, "I'm going to pull the plug." Now you've got to go into this whole new world. I don't. You can't imagine like everyone's going to want to 
want to do that. They'll be like, man, I don't want to start from scratch again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if it's just meeting people, it's like shit. But yeah. it also seems also like a lot of the, even though people have their favorites, they've still done. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the community will just migrate to another one of the, the popular world building apps. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Big fuzzy tails mm -hmm. and big boobies. But I think, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, VR chats uh, user base go up. I think part of it's like right now that there's a lot of world building apps uh, for the amount of VR users that they are. there are. You know, I was joking with you. If you lived in a small town and there was a coffee shop on every corner, eventually some coffee shops are going to start to go out of business. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, besides Microsoft, you know, going through layoffs, like all the, all the tech giants, I just, you know, there, like I said, there's a lot of... Uh, expensive to run world building apps with you know limited user base you know right now so it that's the way things I go. mean I don't know if they're shutting it down because of layoffs are they is that the reason for the yeah it's getting shut down as part of Microsoft's layoffs okay but so they are doing it as a cost savings mm -hmm. okay my understanding now look I don't work in the financial side of world building apps by any means but my understanding is that they're not the cheapest thing in the world to run. And I can imagine that you have the servers. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, even look at metas, it's pretty much open world. I mean, you have mm -hmm. full cities and apartments. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I would think it's a massive server. Mm -hmm. I would think so. Plus, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get how that, how they do that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see which ones survive. I think the, you know, horizon worlds will survive as long as meta is down to subsidize. Cause you know, they, they have the, the finances to be able to do that and the long-term vision. I think we'll see VR chat survive because there's pretty good, yeah, you know, really good they've community. They've got it figured out. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of funding in there. And same with Rec Room. You know, we're not like Rec Room daily users by any means, but you got to give them credit. They have a lot of daily active users. And, you know, you pay attention to news. They, they have these funding rounds. You know, they, they seem know. to they've do given good. A, a good, I guess, justifiable space for youngins to go hang out in and, to me, the whole thing's a little weird, but mm -hmm. you know, no, I mean, I, I won't disagree with you, but you know, unfortunately, uh, it, it is sad to see one go though. You know, mm -hmm. overall alt space is one of the ones that I heard. It's old people, school. People spoke very positively of it too. I never really heard people shit on alt space. No. So that's kind of the downside when things get, you know, acquired by big tech giants or big anything is that when cost cutting time comes, it might be you. Well, you know, between, even if your thing's profitable between that and just natural progression of things, it's like, I remember when Yahoo messenger was like the best messenger in the world to use. Mm -hmm. That's what you use. You didn't use before that it was AOL messenger. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, I mean, I'm sure they still exist, but the, the user excitement behind it just, you know, it's like if AOL, if you told me they were no longer available in any capacity, it's like, I wouldn't be shocked. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like now Microsoft is going pretty heavy with their uh, chat GBT yeah. integration. They're doing they're quite well with getting kids A's, yes. Well, it, see, <laughs> the rumors that they're going to try to incorporate it into their search engine. And now, I mean, depending on the way that goes, you could see a day where, I can't believe I'm ever saying this, but Bing would surpass Google in terms of search engine use, which mm -hmm. like Bing was always a joke. Oh, you right know? out of the gate too. Mm -hmm. If, as if once you have like AI generated answers at the top, well, as that's well, the only thing currently missing off of the program mm -hmm. is the, there's no internet mm -hmm. on it. So, I mean, which still makes it freaking incredible. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, 
I love that program. But none, nonetheless, so you know, rest in peace to all space. It's not dead yet, but it's shutting rest down. In and it's shutting down in March. That's when the the plug <clears throat> is getting pulled. So uh, hopefully, you know, the, kind of what you're alluding to. Hopefully, those users don't abandon playing. Hope, I think some hope, will. Um, there's always this percentage, but I, I hope to see the majority migrate to another app. Let's see. But on the next news, something that we love is hand tracking. Mm-hmm. Always big fans. I remember it was originally hand tracking 1.0. Then we were from both, where it came from to where it is now is night and day, dude. When at first it was so shaky, like you know your your lighting had to be perfect. The circumstances of using it had to be, you know, you had to put in so much effort to do it good. Now it's like you know I'm not saying you can do it with super dim lights, but it doesn't need to be as perfect of an environment in order to get a good hand tracking effect. And I think that really turned the corner when hand tracking 2.0 came out last year. Yeah, I'll bring up unplugged air guitar. Mm-hmm. That's the first Probably. one you went right back into. Yep. Especially anytime there's any sort of upgrade to hand tracking, that's usually where I migrate to. Because, And we remember we learned the more times people use hand tracking, the more data. Mm-hmm. And then the next time they upgrade it, it's definitely going to be better. So yep. we it's like it. its own living like a living organism that just gets better and better it's crazy yeah. we learned that from uh you know was named into hoop now it's just hoops the developer yep. of that we learned that from interviewing him that yeah the more people use hand tracking the more data they use the the better it improves so hand tracking 2.0 made a huge difference in my opinion to the hand tracking <laughs> oh yeah and now they're rolling out hand tracking 2.1 which i know that sounds silly it's not two to three it's 2.1 but it's something Oh, I always get excited at any hand tracking improvement. Apparently, it's going to reduce the tracking loss. So, like I was kind of alluding to before, this, you know, it looks like you need less and less ideal circumstances as the software gets better in order to be able to actually utilize it. So, less tracking loss. Your hands are going to reappear faster when they get lost, which. When they do get lost. Yeah, which you were joking off air you know you start waving them around everywhere to get it to reactivate and that's absolutely mm-hmm. the truth it's like you lose your hands be like damn might be like 15 20 seconds of just holding them in front of your face before they reappear so apparently with 2.1 they're going to reappear faster the pinch gesture because there's a lot of like menu navigation things you can do with the fingers the pinch gesture is apparently going to get tighter you were telling me you have no issues mm-hmm. ever pinching no uh me i've had before where i can't get so I my, could, like shut it off and stuff or like open no yeah i've had times where i can't get the fingers to touch it's like there's like little magnets to little stopping space. It. yeah so apparently the the pinching is going to be better and then it's just going to like reduce jitteriness and an overall quality of life improvements with that so you're going to go and unplugged as soon as you get hand tracking 2.1 yeah i mean i'll see if it makes any difference but they seem to be a great example of any time there is an, an available difference to be made. That's the best way, I think, to go oh, see yeah. firsthand. No doubt. And they're, no doubt. they're crushing it with the... Oh, new songs and everything, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Unplugged. If I, I always say, if anybody hasn't played Unplugged, and I'm not usually the huge rhythm game mm-hmm. fan, Unplugged is kind of in a league of its own. It's such a unique concept, and it's so well executed. That Love that Maestro. one. Maestro yeah. is my new... That's my new favorite. Yeah, it looks like that they had a little update a couple of weeks ago. I still need to check out, mm-hmm. but I hope to see that game continue. I want to see a full version. Yeah, I want to see it with like a Beat Saber size library of songs. That game has potential to become my new favorite rhythm game. It is yeah, just that, that I, little free demo is so dude, freaking any, good. Anytime I see the uh, whoever's running their IG, mm-hmm. um, 
post, you know, post something or I'll like it, you know, alluding to can't wait for the full <laughs> version. And I, I never get like a direct answer. Like it's coming in 2023. Yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. in September or it'll be in three years from now yeah. or, or e- something. Or even what the full vision of the game is, you know, like yeah. how many songs do you want? What's the, is there going to be a campaign like that? Initial- I'm starting to think they did it not expecting it to be as well received mm-hmm. as it is. And now it's a, Oh shit. Well, I mean, I, that's the only thing I can guess. My, that has one of the biggest shock go ins when you first load in. You're like, oh my God, it's so good graphics. I'm not expecting this. Mm, and then it just, it's the such a fun game. Rocks, but, mm-hmm. and it's free. So, yeah, ooh, a little off topic there, but I can't wait. That, that'll be one that, you know what? Maybe along with Unplugged, maybe I have to go redo a couple concert songs in, in Maestro. Maestro. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that was a fun one. Um, so the next one, you know, in the news of new games coming. Mm-hmm. looks like later this year there's a cool new game coming called coaster mania and it looks like almost like a city builder for roller coasters like city builder meets roller coaster tycoon in the sense that you don't just build the roller coasters based off of the gameplay clip clip that the developers post on twitter it looks like there's a lot of terrain building as well yeah build mountains mm-hmm. probably water who knows how in depth it goes looks like a stripped down Roller coaster sim to me. Roller coaster tycoon. Tycoon, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, you can build the roller coasters based off the trailer that they posted. You can ride the roller coasters as well, which you know anybody who's not spent a while in VR, hmm, be careful. Roller coaster. I games wouldn't make are- roller coasters your first VR experience. I was, I did. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of. I saw it, it for free and was like, I'll try it. And it knocked you out a bit. Yeah, it sent my head. Didn't make me feel too great. I could totally see somebody spending, you know, 30 minutes building in this game, you know, having a great time, then being like, all right, now time to go test it out, and being like, oh, I need to take the headset off. So hey. you, you want to know something weird, though? When I played, because I don't currently play any of the roller coaster games, but the last time I did the Tycoon game, mm-hmm. they all g- always give you the ability to, like, first person it mm-hmm. in your, your ride. Or your roller coaster? Mm-hmm. I really I don't see no reason to. No, I'm, I'm all, more trying. I'm more into the whole, you know, building the roller coaster. <laughs> and I've always liked the financial side of those games too. Yeah, making it so profitable. Can, the expenses, oh, the unlocks, and, and um, mm-hmm. I think the amusement park one is just—it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So a lot of potential with this. What I really like that I I've always feel like adds a lot of replayability for these type of games. You can upload and share your parks with or whatever the the name for your creations is going to be. You can share them with a community. So that's always cool. You know, it'd be crazy. What's that? This is awesome. If you could open your park up to the community, but the only way that your park generates money is if people from the community <laughs> come and visit your park. It'd be a separate online currency is how they should do that. Yeah, then, nothing, you know? nothing real, nothing yeah. just to, you know, buy decorations mm-hmm. that acknowledge the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand community people walk through your <laughs> gates other than the little NPCs that will always come through. and mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I just always like when communities can run wild and start to upload things. And, you know, we see that with Gods of Gravity. You've been going crazy with map creation. Yeah, you know? and I think if you listen to the podcast, I'm pretty sure I was like... Oh, no, we said we don't. We're not interested in that I'm not at really, all. There's no need for me to build maps with yeah. this one. We're, we are biting our tongue now because... I probably have built, I'm guessing, about eight. Mm-hmm. Keep tweaking them. Yeah. You'll, we'll do it. You'll tweak it, and then we'll do it again with the, the tweaks that you, you just made. Yep. So, yeah. 
Wait till <laughs> yeah, having a little too much fun. Wait till we start sharing, uh, you know, theme parks with each other. Now, I hope that this is a little bit more open-ended sandboxy than, you know, I love the game, but Arcade Tycoon was pretty linear in mm-hmm. your experience. You know, there's not really a reason to share your arcade with other people. Not that you can, you can oh, join the VR it. one we just yeah. did? Yeah. But in this game, I hope it's... Although they both. just had an up- upgrade, too. They did. Not yes. not really new content. It was much more quality of life stuff. Which is but, good. But I hope that this one's a little bit more... I like that they're not... Not abandoning it? No. no. That there's, have, there's still movement and... They've got a long ways to... I have quite the feeling that in a year we're going to revisit Arcade Legends. It's going to be a totally different game. But I hope that this game has a little bit more open-endedness to it, I'll say. Like, you know, and, and incentives and reasons to actually create different types of theme parks. Yeah, it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you ever, when you would make those play those games, try to, like, create an impossible roller coaster, like one that the tracks, you know, they'd go off the tracks or something like that just to be cruel? Yeah, if I remember correctly, though, for the most part, they won't let you. Yeah, I think you could test run it yep. as broken, yep. but you couldn't actually make it no. open live or, to the public. And then I know like later versions of this stuff would just like flat out, it would turn red. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, you can't put that angle on mm-hmm. the track. It won't let you. But I'm we, we talked about it when we reviewed Arcade Legend. I'm totally down for these type of mm-hmm. tycoon simulator games to come. Oh, dude, I'll take them all. Mm-hmm. It's a day one buy for me. <laughs> All right, lawnmower simulator. Do you know how popular that is? Like, there's people making money on videos of mm-hmm. them cutting lawns in lawnmower simulator. Power Why wash, not sure. Power wash simulator, lawnmower simulator, the house flipper, which does exist mm-hmm. on the, the MetaQuest store, so you can get that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all the classic tycoon games. All of them. How come the truck driver one isn't there yet? Mm-hmm. Like, Cross America or some shit. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Railroad simulator? You get to drive the trains? Come on. That's what VR is made for, man. Imagine if you could drive the train with your buddy. It's like the old mm-hmm. train. One of you's got a shovel in the coal, mm-hmm. and the other guy's working the little steam controls to keep the pressure under. Uh, so much potential. Yeah. So much. But, you know, so I'm definitely keeping my eyes on Coaster Mania. Yeah. Uh, probably will end up being a day one grab for me just because I love all strategy games in general. But nonetheless. So moving on. This one really impressed me. Gorilla Tag, one of the most, what was one of the most popular App Lab games, recently graduated to the official Quest store. It it was announced that they made in revenue, not profit. Who knows what their operating costs are? Some have a feeling not nearly close to what they Ooh. made, but you know that's a different conversation. Their revenue on App Lab was twenty six million. That's crazy. It's for, scary for a free to what now. Keep in mind, Gorilla Tag is a low graphical game. Very simple graphics, but it's all about the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And it's spread like wildfire with youth and on TikTok and social media. And it's free to play. They make their money off cosmetics and such. And they made $26 million on App Lab. Yeah, I think I joked it was the con- $24 million in <laughs> controller repairs and... Two million in actual gameplay revenue. Oh, if they had any kickback from controller repairs, they'd oh, be the running away ever. to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's a sick amount of money. And that's just App Lab. The game's available on Steam as well, and that doesn't count Steam numbers. Mm. That's just money generated through in-app purchases on oh, App Lab. Absolutely freaking love it, dude. People's who would have thought? I mean, it's like if you asked me, like, what the most highest 
would I have ever thought it would have made that kind of money? Mm-hmm. No. And I saw people like kind of shitting on VR on Twitter because that's what people love to do. Yeah. You know, there's always a negative Nancy who's like, oh, see, this is the success story of the quest is a shitty. No. And I'm like, the success story? I was like, this is a success story. Yeah, no. Nowhere it, in that article did it say this is the number one selling game or that it's the only game who's hit those numbers. It's a success story, not the. I'm thinking long term. If you've got a game on this story, you're probably. I, w- I wouldn't think a million would be out of line. Like you think of Beat Saber, how much money between well, game sales we'll and Beat Saber money's just packs, be stupid, dude. Pop one stupid. selling a $30 base game plus the skins. All of these games have way been. overpriced skins nowadays. Mm-hmm. How much revenue, you know, we were just talking about them, Rec Room. How much revenue has Rec Room pulled in? It's like, you know, I don't think Gorilla Tag at 26 million is taking the number one revenue spot. It's just that that's extremely impressive for a game that was on App Lab for, not, you know, nine tenths of its <laughs> existence. Just I don't care it. where that game is. That's a lot of money. That's a beyond a lot of money. Uh, so huge props to Gorilla Tag, you know. Indie devs running away to the moon with money on that one. Um, so big props. So on other news, uh, we'll do this one, and then maybe we can take a a, a little quick ad break. Uh, beg you guys to go join our Discord and Patreon and, and all that fun stuff as well. Um, but <laughs> version 29 of the Quest software is rolling out. And anytime a new version comes, it's big news. There's always, always cool new stuff coming. Um, and this time... You know, we don't have kids that we need to set parental controls to, so this doesn't affect us. But I'm sure somebody listening, you know, they do. So there's improved parental controls coming to the Quest with this new update. As well, there's going to be a do not disturb mode. Don't bug me. Don't bug me. I'm that, gaming. Right? I mean, I mean a movie. You know, to let you set your own message. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Uh, but basically, it'll just block all notifications coming to your, your headset view, except you know, critical ones such as your shit, your battery's about to die, which I won't lie to you. I miss that notification. If I'm too immersed, we talk about that quite a bit and it definitely does happen. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm pretty confident it popped up, but I didn't see it. Um, mother gunship does probably one of the best jobs <laughs> ever. How can ever, you, how can you see that notification late into the game when there's, you're going to get shot. If you look at those notifications, yeah, they pop up their own friggin'. Mm-hmm. their own thing and it's like you have to acknowledge it and right. then it's going to pop up again right. and it's going to pop up again so but that's a that's a simple thing that probably should have existed for a while so that's cool to see i just a, a simple quality of life do not disturb mode mm-hmm. um they're adding a new kind of like arctic polar looking home environment so that's always cool i'm, I'm a sucker for the home environments of course you know i end up going past through so much pass through. yeah but it, they are cool uh, and you know, a lot of the home environments have what they call hot spots in them that you can teleport to. So, you know, you go over there, you go over there, go over there. They're going back into a lot of their older home environments and adding new hot spots, including on couches and chairs and stuff like that. You know, that might get me to switch my, my environment with a group. Cause now we can chill out on the couch or if I could smooth move around, I'd be all over it. Well, now funny that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Coming in version twenty nine or version forty nine is the ability to freely move around in a home environment. Yep, that's the money maker. 
That's because, you know, restricted to set spots is cool. I hate teleport, dude. Yeah, that's what it would be. Teleport, teleport and snap turn are like my nemesis. I just <laughs> I can't stand either one. I agree. You know what's funny? Uh, on the VR Twitter land, you know, it's been a, a just to start the year. It's been a very hot topic hmm. of snap turn or smooth turn. And it's pretty split. You know, there's there's yeah. some people who so like whatever, whatever somebody wants. Right. So I think that that just proves that the answer to that question is both. Yeah, you just give the users options. Nothing's mm-hmm. worse than a game when a game doesn't have those type of accessibility options. If there's a game that doesn't have smooth in it mm-hmm. and I'm forced to snap to, I don't care if it allows me to move. I've seen this where you can move forward and backward smooth, but mm-hmm. right and left or snap turn. And they didn't give you an option to. Yeah. I'm not playing your game. Sorry. It's it's uh, for the same reasons that somebody was forced to play a smooth turn mm-hmm. and, and didn't have it. the ability yeah. to teleport or snap turn. They're not playing your game. The reality is, as a developer, if you only include one turn method, you're, you're screwed. Go- you're going to piss off the majority mm-hmm. of of people on either side too. Yep. Yep. The best is you should be able. I love when developers have the options, and then you can set the speed. Mm-hmm. of the rotations why not you know that's just you're just making a better experience for everyone so yeah that's been uh it's funny you brought that up you know just just to start the year it's been very yeah. very heated uh for me it's like i love smooth turning too that's the first thing i do whenever i pop, fire up any game i don't walk by like in real life with like no shooting over a no personally snap turn and teleport i'm more inclined to get nauseous feeling or uncomfortable definitely less immersed and my biggest, I just, I just get less immersed a hundred percent. And even more so on that, my biggest arch enemy, even more so than snap turn mm-hmm. and teleport the blinders, the, the oh, yeah. black yeah. rim around the, the screen. Yeah. Oh my God. I hate, I don't, apparently that reduces motion sickness. There, I don't get it. There was, cause it cuts out your peripheral. Cause when you're in VR and you're moving mm-hmm. around, your brain doesn't know that you're not really moving. So there's some sort of mental compensation that exists and it makes you sick. Yeah. But that flashing on, so if the you're screen. just looking focused, so wait, there's a ride at Disney. That's so like, if you do the intent, it's just a sit down ride. There's mm-hmm. no, it's not freaking roller coaster. They're basically showing you a VR experience per se, but they blow fucking air in your face. Cause mm-hmm. damn well, you're going to get nauseous. Can't read some like flight game. Mm-hmm. We did the the extreme, the extreme line, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty intense. Didn't make me sick, but you definitely like had that weird head feeling when it was over and shit. So here's the thing: when eventually the meta avatars have legs like they're supposed to be getting, mm-hmm. and you walk around in a home environment, you're gonna see your homeboy just you know stepping the or legs like, cruising, you know. Do a little head bob. So too. if they're going to give legs, they're going to give you the options for really styling shoes. So I went in, you know, in fairness, this was probably. I don't want legs without shoes. I know, I know. Or sandals. I, I, I do to be in his suit with the sandals in. I don't know if I did something wrong. If it's changed maybe like a month, month and a half ago. So it's a little outdated, but I went into the avatar editor and they mm-hmm. had legs in the editor. Yeah. And all it said in it is that this is not supported by all apps. But really what it means is not supported by any app, but nonetheless, yeah. but you can well, set supported by theirs. They just showed it to you. Well, there's it's supported <laughs> by their, their avatar editor, but none of their yeah. in-game stuff, you know, but nonetheless. So it seemed like the outfit editing was less good than it was before. Like meaning before you could really 
customize the individual piece by piece. Mm. Whereas it felt much more locked into template outfits. Like, here's the whole outfit. Here's the whole know. outfit. I haven't played with it since I said yeah, my game a long and, time ago. But I don't know if maybe, I did, in fairness, I didn't spend a whole 30 minutes in there because I accidentally went in there and I was like, oh shit, legs, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it seems like you will be able to have different shoes, but it seemed locked into whatever template outfit you chose versus like you being like, on my dude, now I want flip flops. Yeah. And then just putting, you'd probably have to change your whole. Just saying, if you're going to have legs, then you want feet. Mm-hmm. Gave me hands. 100%. I'm not even asking for my toes to wiggle mm-hmm. like I can my hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too funny though. Yeah. So I can. I, I'm. I'm excited to see the legs hit the home environments too, because then that'll add. Like I said, what's it gonna look like when my homeboy's sitting down on the couch walking around? You know. You know it's gonna be crazy when you can upload a photo of yourself. Oh yeah, it's inevitable. And it's yeah. I mean, and the avatar is not gonna be a cartoon. It's mm-hmm. gonna be friggin' you. Mm-hmm. Even in the time that we've had our headset, the avatars have improved Damn, so much. dude. So much. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Be a whole bunch. Like, you literally could be your. I mean, like, truly yourself. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Wild. <laughs> so stay tuned for version, you know, 49 and, you know, hand tracking 2.1 coming. That's two mm-hmm. big software updates that has just overall quality of life features. You know, it's, it's nice. Um, but, you know, we got a couple more things to talk about. But before I forget, let's take a moment. Let's get a message from our sponsors. Help keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I always, like I alluded to before, like I always do at this moment, if you haven't yet, definitely be sure to check out our official subreddit and our Discord. Discord's popping every week more and more. I love it. Every week we see at least a couple people join. And it's always cool. They always get a nice, war- nice warm welcoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely go check out that discord even if you know nothing about discord that's okay i didn't either we'll teach you it's fine uh go join that and also go check out our our official podcast patreon which we were talking about making some updates to but nothing on the books yet but just stay tuned to that uh in the meantime we'll be back with you in just a moment and enjoy this little ad break today's episode is sponsored by true classic guys let's get real for a second Your significant other will be way less upset about your gaming streak if you're looking fine as hell while you play. Finding that perfect fitting t-shirt can be a terrible experience. The thing is either way too tight, has a case of bacon neck, or is just plain big and boxy. Luckily, True Classic makes quality clothing for every guy. Whether you're on VR, PC, Xbox, PS5, or yes, even the Wii, they've made finding that perfect fit easy with their formula. A closer fit in the arms and chest to show off your muscles... We know you're getting a workout while gaming. Let those toned arms shine. Plus, they leave wiggle room in the torso to keep things cozy. All of their styles are super soft, and it's a great price for what you're getting. So guys, no excuses. Don't be a noob. Get rid of those ratty t-shirts I know that you've been hanging on to for years and get ready to upgrade. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some true classic. For a limited time only, get 20% off with the code ROUGHTALKVR at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on a certain body type. Think skinny models with six-packs or de-scruffles over here. But most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. And there's nothing wrong with that. My dudes, it's simple. You are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classics tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. You can throw on that True Classic with confidence, knowing they've got your bases covered. 
True Classic is much more than just a t-shirt company. They have all the menswear staples you could need, from polos and workout shirts with the same flattering fit to boxer briefs that'll keep your boys feeling nice and comfortable. And for any of the big boys out there, they have tall sizing and up to triple XL on all their staple colors. True Classic will make you feel your best by accentuating the places the eye goes to first. Wink, wink. Whether you have abs or a delicious, soft, creamy center, their clothes look great on all body types. Skinny guys, big guys, buff guys, gaming guys, True Classic has you covered. Get comfortable, get going, and upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code word VR. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. True Classic. When you look good, you feel good. Hey everyone, welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in the fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right, today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code ROUGHTALKVR. Whether you're brand new or already with us at Manscaped, you could use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, the Platinum Package 4.0. With this glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside, the 10 Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the Performance Package, plus some shower goodies included to elevate your grooming game to platinum. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof, so you can keep scaping even as the weather's changing. In addition to shaving, you can now completely upgrade your shower routine with the Ultra Premium Body Wash and Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner. You'll have your skin and hair feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. Don't forget to apply their aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant. And don't worry, it's not pumpkin spice. It's a cologne-quality fragrance. But we shouldn't have a signature scent for our pets. Use Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver. Ball Toner to make sure your go-to smell is top shelf and not sweaty balls. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts for their Platinum Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag both specifically made to hold your goodies. Get the Platinum Package this fall. These products are guaranteed to be hits for your dangly bits. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ROUGHTALKVR. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code ROUGHTALKVR. Manscaped, clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine. And we're back. Woo! Yay! Ah! Long time no see. I always think of Kermit and Miss Piggy when like Kermit would be like, <laughs> every time you say that, I don't know why. So uh, the next one, you know, we don't really cover a whole bunch of Apple VR stuff or AR stuff on the podcast because, you we know. We talk about it now and then. Now and then, but it's mostly in the skeptical boat. You know, I have no doubt mm-hmm. when they release a product, it'll be good, whether it be affordable, whatever. That's a different conversation. Whether it's real. And I just don't believe any report I ever read or hear when people say it's coming this month they're shipping this month this amount it's ready they have this Mm. i mean since we started the podcast it was coming out in a couple months and here we are almost two years two years later yeah and now the the latest report is that it's coming out you know late into 2023 but beyond that uh, (laughs) uh, it seems as if they have 
canceled their AR glasses project, which, I mean, you've got to think they have dumped a lot of money into at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Meta did their breakdown of their Reality Lab spending, 50% of their spending was going to AR research and 40% to VR. And a lot of that 50% of the AR research was for the AR glasses that Meta's working on. So it's clearly not a cheap thing to invest in and and work in. So dumping that project, that's a lot of wasted R&D, just poof, gone. And it seems as if they've heard some some mocking jokes, I guess, at their, their $3,000 price tag rumor. The melter? Mm-hmm. Where the current word is that, you know, they are going to release their high, you know, high price 3K headset, but then they're also working on a cheaper mm-hmm. mixed reality headset. Go figure. Priced more around the Quest Pro. <laughs> Here's the problem. The The Quest is so freaking good that even rich people buy it. So it's not it's not so poorly done that only people who don't have a lot of money can, mm-hmm. you know? It's like you see celebrities with Quest headsets. Occasionally mm-hmm. you'll see some with decked out shit, but they've just been in it, you know, for years. But it's like, let's be honest. So... Even if they come out with a $3,000 headset, you know, if um, Apple does, it doesn't necessarily mean the masses are going to go to it at any stretch. I mean, no, I don't think that. Especially when people are influenced by what they see a lot and you see, you know, hey, that's my favorite athlete and he's got an Oculus, you know. Shit, we interviewed, you know, UFC Hall of Famer, former welterweight champion, one of two people to ever defeat GSP, Matt Matt Sarah, And he uses a Quest too. Yeah. Because of the portability. He had yeah, used portable. other VR before, but he's like, no. Doesn't cost $3,000. Mm-hmm. Yep. $3,000. How many heads? I mean, Jesus. Yeah. But I'm I'm glad that they're, you know, somebody in their finance was like, you know, there's just no freaking way we're going to make this work well, unless we offer something that people can afford. Well, here's the problem, too. They're They're working on releasing a competitor for a headset that already came out. And by the time they're done with their cheaper model, yeah. the Quest 3 Pro is going to be coming out. Because you think of it, so we have the Quest 3, by all me, by all reports, coming this you know at some point this year, whether that's April, October, December, mm-hmm. December 31st, whatever. Uh, so that's coming. And then what? A year and a half later, they're going to drop the Quest 3 Pro like they did with the Quest 2. Yeah, and they're looking to drop something every mm-hmm. year, is so, the way I understand it. So it's like, let's say Apple comes out with their cheaper model in a year and a half, and it's going to go compete with the Quest Pro, or even in a year, eight months, whatever. Boom, shortly after, then the Quest Pro 2 is going to come out, you know, the, the Quest 3 Pro. Yeah, I don't know how That's they're going to... They have to either match or leapfrog, just like Sony and, and Microsoft have done over the years with mm-hmm. their, their console game. It usually comes down to the dumbest shit that separates the two, you know, and I've... Yeah, but they have kept each other both on the cutting edge. Yeah, yeah. Neither can get complacent. So it's like nobody's really leapfrogging where I think to enter the Oculus market, you, man, hey, you better have some billions that you're willing to. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're really willing to put into it just to pull off a product that that we can all afford. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm overall skeptical on the Apple mixed reality headset. And it doesn't seem like that they so much are embracing the gaming side of it, which to me, it's like you need strong gaming to convince people to use the headset and then they'll find their real life, you know, work. Yeah. Yeah. But if you try to force people to use a headset for that, having never fallen in love with it for game, they're not going to be sold. 
you know? No, unless they're going to try to push it all to, you know, big companies for training devices that, and that's, such. That's but, what I think. But you can already do that. So, again, they're going to be chasing something. Yeah. And but, to spend all that money to just have a, a business application, just I don't see it. And I'm not a hater. Like I said, Apple makes damn good products. I've said it since day phone. one. Yeah, I love phone an iPhone. Years. Even, yeah. you know, I use a, a Mac at work, and it's like, Apple makes good products. I have yeah, no do. no doubt when they release a headset, it's going to be high quality. It's going to be good. You know, it's going to be great software, you know, but is it going to be consumer purchasable? Is it going to be worth the price no, tag? It sounds no. like they're making a, a Hail Mary effort to make that happen. So I think they just want to get their first one out and build it from there. Just like, fuck it. Let's just get this out there. I and mean, they're shooting for pro money. So yeah. we'll see. Let's see. We'll see. Uh, but I just, I'm, I'm I have to talk to Bradley because he can break down, mm-hmm. he'll be able to break down what it probably actually cost mm-hmm. for the headset. So we'll see how close they are in comparison to what Meta did and how we'll say far away they were. And well, it's interesting about the Apple, uh, you know, when the rumors come and stuff like that, there's so many like Apple specific analyst, analyst people and Apple rumor people like Bradley does for VR headsets, but mm-hmm. they just do it specifically for Apple that a lot of these reports, they don't come from people that you hear often in the VR world. They're coming from like more of the Apple, you know, rumor crowd. So I don't know. It's just interesting. I I feel like maybe that's part of the reason why it's not as reliable because it's not VR industry people talking about these rumors and stuff like that. It's more Apple industry people who maybe aren't as educated on the VR market and stuff like that. But nonetheless, um, so there's, there's kind of one more thing I wanted to to discuss to close out the show, so we don't need to keep shitting on Apple. Because, like I said, we're fans. I'm but, not you know. shitting on them. I I think since day one when we've been talking about mm-hmm. it, I think it's been a little comical here and there. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just look for the comedy side of it. Oh, when yeah. I saw that they were killing their their one department and then trying to make a cheaper headset, it just had me laughing. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah, always. Not shit, not I use their phone. Yeah, <laughs> although said. I'm sure they're going to throttle it now, so whatever. <laughs> and uh, you know, actually, before I before I move on too, you know, I mean, I'll give the PlayStation VR two credit as well. It's shaping up to actually have what I would consider a pretty decent library. I know some people have been uh been shitting on it, but there's you know, I got I got a. I mean, Xbox Connect was freaking great when it came out too. So I mean, I just have to see how it holds up because yeah. nowadays it's like a joke. So I was. I think the PlayStation VR 2 is going to be great, but I was going to kind of say I feel for them a little bit too because there's a lot of hype for it right now because, you know, they're the newest headset coming out and people love PlayStation VR 2. But as soon as the PlayStation VR 2 drops and it gets a little bit of momentum, in comes the Quest 3 mm-hmm. to, to steal the media cycle again. So it's like, ah. but I'll give, play, I'll give Sony credit. They're doing a good job rounding out their library very good in the lead up to the headset. I would have expected Microsoft to have, I'm going to, I mean, you know, I love my Xbox. Mm-hmm. No, they, have, they need a quest partnership at this point. But it's like the, the lack of VR compatibility with an Xbox is mm-hmm. blowing my mind. It's I, like I they can't should have been, uh, they should have been the, the leaders in, but oh well. I don't think that it should even they do blockbustered it. it is what they did. I will. They give, didn't believe in the, they didn't believe in the the product, so no, and it's, now it's yeah. going to bite them. I think their best bet is, you know, I think they're a little late in the game to try to make their own mm-hmm. Xbox VR. I, I say no, just make just it gonna, compatible with the Quest. Get exactly. a get, get an Oculus partnership. Start pouring over all their crap. 
that is something I'll give PlayStation credit for in terms of being like investment in the VR industry. They hopped on early, mm-hmm. you know, then they've, they've, well, did, so did Nintendo back in the day. <laughs> yeah. A lot of companies have actually, so. you know, speaking of which, just to plug our discord too, we've, we've had a uh, game professor, uh, in our discord the last couple of weeks and mm-hmm. he's been dropping a bunch of old school VR history tidbits. It's been a lot of fun. So <laughs> yeah. When he types, it's a lesson. Oh yeah. You're oh, getting yeah. a lesson. It's a, it's a lot of fun. He'll drop some videos with it too. So that that's been that's been cool to see. Yeah, you can always see that there's been a a lot of prior attempts in VR. It's never really caught on until you know the last couple of decades, but not well, the last decade really. It just it feels weird with 2023, but nonetheless. So the last thing I kind of want to talk about today because it just came out. Definitely not ready to review it yet, but got to give a shout out on a cool concept that we we we, we got it on release is Primal Hunt. Brr, brr, hunting dinosaurs. Which, you know, again, not doing a full review, but I gotta say, the first thing I thought, as soon as we fired it up, go into the main menu, I'm like, this game is not what I expected in terms of setting, environment. It's very, like, futuristic and robot-y right from the load-in. I was like, what? I thought that this was gonna be, like, not ancient, but, you know. Go back in time. Yeah, like, prehistoric. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's kind of got, like, you have this like main hub area with your skill- hunting lodge. Yeah, that's right. Your hunting lodge uh, with skill trees and unlockables and just a whole shit ton of progression. And from there, you pick which hunt you want to do. And then you teleport into your hunt and go crazy from there. You have to try to score your whatever you're, whatever you're searching for, whatever you selected to try to hunt. And you have to like scan tracks. Uh <laughs> The Rip tutorial. the thing's hard out. Yeah. The tutorial, how do you scan? It's funny. There's like dinosaur poop, but you might see tracks, poop, some some things that they eat in the area, whatever. But then, yeah, after you kill the thing, you fucking rip its organs out. Get the, get the trophy of it. Then you have a trophy room as well that you can display all the stuff. So there's a lot of content in the game, you know, different weapons, things like that. But when we were playing it, I was like, dude, I want to play this with you. Like, it felt so built for co-op, mm-hmm. and it's just not right now. And it, it was killing me. Uh, so I actually, I, I looked into it a bit, and it seems like co-op is in the works. It's just That's not out rumor. yet. That's the word on the street. Just That's like, the rumor. You know, it's not out yet, but apparently it's a priority. It's something that they're they're going to be rolling out. Mm-hmm. And I think that when that happens... Ooh, this game's gonna be freaking good. I'm having a good time right now with single player. I don't mind like playing the single player to get good at because it's only gonna get harder and harder. Oh, that's how these so, games go. The, um, the first hunt is so easy. Then be able to, yeah, their their tutorial's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They actually did a really good job with it. I'll give them credit. Yep. And that's actually back to the accessibility thing. They did a good job giving different options. Although there um, is a lot. I mean, I'll say it right now, it's like there's a lot of different things you need to do or should do or could do mm-hmm. that are going to feel weird. It's the second game I've seen where you put your hand up to your head and click the button. Well, it's funny because we played two of them in a row because mm-hmm. we also started playing Aspire 2, a little bit of the solo, but we we're going to go check Same out the shit, co-op. Put yet. it by your head and open up your tracker. It, it was just funny Aspire to do it back to back because that's the first game that I saw do it was Aspire. And that's the first time we played Aspire and we Aspire two. Yeah, Aspire two. We, you know, use the vision, put like you said, put the hand, click the thing, and then we go into Primal Hunt and they're doing the same thing. Also oh, yeah. two games <laughs> back to back from Ireland. Where there seems to be like a Scottish 
Scottish yeah. accent or an Irish accent yep. in both games. Right, you're back like, to back. You're like hunting lodge guy. I think he almost sounds a little Scottish, but yeah. I can definitely hear what sounds like Irish in, uh, and Aspire. Yeah. Aspire too. It's not like super thick. It's just, it's no. there. And I'm curious how the, you know, the co-op or multiplayer, whatever in Primal Hunt's going to work is going to be like, let's say we go into co-op together. Are we both going to be able to still get progression or do you take what you've gotten in single player and just pick out a mission and just run it like that, but without the, you know, being able to... I have no idea. I hope we can hang out in a hunting lodge together. Because if you, you know, you can see the potential There's for no the reason game. to have such a big-ass trophy room if mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to show it off mm-hmm. either, so... But I think once... I'm thinking that's a good sign, too. Even more so. So, because we use the Oculus party, built-in party chat a lot. Uh, when you invite somebody to your party or they're in their your party you can choose to launch right into an app together right from the party menu so mm-hmm. if a game sports multiplayer boom i will go right into walkabout mini golf together this game has an option for the hunting lodge to launch into with a party and it says up to two players but nothing happens mm-hmm. it doesn't actually log in together but you can see it's like it's there it, it's ready to go they're just it seems like they're just finishing up so that'll be really cool to see added. But Primal Hunt was real cool. Yeah, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna... Dude, we're shuffling so much right now. Yeah. Between what we're reviewing Wednesday, you know, the last clock winder. Uh didn't mess that one up this time. I've been I've <laughs> I've been on a kick of saying the last clock winder, and you laugh every time. So, you know, between the last clock winder, Intercosmos, Grid Legends, Aspire 2, Primal Hunt, and then, you know, there's just more and more coming, so we're shuffling around a lot right now, but good reviews coming, definitely. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, fun stuff today. Anything that you wanted to, to touch on that that you saw throughout the week or anything like that? No, I pretty much nailed it all, and then some. Mm-hmm. I think this has been a, a good good start to the year in the world of VR. A lot of good games coming, a lot of good a lot of stealth, stealth drops, um, but I'm so excited for, for Wednesday's review of last Clockwinder, and i'm so excited for the interview we have planned apparently rumored to happen next week so <laughs> stay tuned for all that like i always say subscribe rate the podcast five stars that's always cool beans go check out the patreon the discord you know a lot of fun there and stay tuned for wednesday's review of the last Clockwinder. <laughs> see you next week for wednesday yeah see you wednesday so see you wednesday gonna have people worried there with that yeah. and it's gonna be like, what it came out of my mouth i'm like wednesday is not next week it, it's funny when we first started we used to do one episode a week mm-hmm. and then you know we went to what we mainly do two episodes a week <laughs> and then now we do three you know when we do three episodes a week it is what it is but i felt like the first time we ever did three episodes a week people are like what the hell that's so much content whereas it now overload. it now it's a little bit more normalized it so <laughs>